Prepare to be captivated by the business story of the week, hosted by me, Shaheen Shan. Join us on a journey through the twists and turns of entrepreneurial triumphs and setbacks. Immerse yourself in the narrative and witness the magic that turns dreams into reality. This is Business Story of the Week. Welcome back to Business Story of the Week's North Star. My name is Mackenzie Valcastro and I am your host. Today I'm excited I have Shaheen Cheyenne on the show. And he is a, I mean, you have so many beautiful titles. One thing that I found, I just need to share with you that I found amazing in your biography is that you are called the Willy Wonka of Generation X. I absolutely love that. For listeners tuning in, he is the world, one of the world leading Amazon industry experts, as well as the founder of Podcast Cola, an author, a filmmaker. I mean, you've done a lot throughout your life. And so I'm excited to talk to you and really learn where you came from because I mean, it's amazing to talk about our accomplishments and where we're at now, but to actually hear where you came from. And I know you have such an interesting story as well. And we're a little compressed for time, so we won't dive too, too deep into it. But something that I always find really interesting to start out with is to have my guest, Yushaheen, welcome. I would love to have you start us out by talking a little bit about what you were like as a kid and how that younger Shaheen is present with us today, like how you, how, how he shows up today. Yeah, I think I can wrap it up into four words. Troublemaker. <laughs> I think it's one of the interesting qualities, I think, of people that are resilient is the ability to just not give a darn. Mm. Try not to curse. I, I promised my wife I wouldn't be cursing on all these shows. So to just not care. And I noticed that about myself as a kid. I never cared what other people thought. Uh, I knew I had a pretty good compass of what was right and what was wrong. Not that I always did what was right. But I was a very rebellious child. And I always wanted to bend the world to what I wanted it to be, not mm-hmm. what others told me that it was. Yeah. I love that. And that definitely does show up. I think that's a trait that you see a lot in entrepreneurial folk, whether those are full on entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs within companies. That is, I mean, it's, it's a valuable trait that can be a little bit difficult to navigate when you're a kid and you're moving through life as, you know, a younger person. But, um, I guess you've really harnessed it and you've brought it into this person that you are now with these, like you've, been able to tap into that and really utilize it to your benefit ultimately. Yeah. Look, I think the show's title is the North star and I like that, right? Because the North star is what humans used for navigation for centuries and centuries, right? Before we had all the great technology that we have now. And what's really interesting about that is I think everybody does have that North star It's such an, essential aspect of who we are as humans. But as we grow up, we're taught not to listen. We're taught not to listen to our gut. We're taught things work this way. You have to fall within the box. You have to check all the boxes neatly because this is what you are. You can either be this or be that. And that thing that you have as a child, this freedom, this wonder, this fascination gets lost because you've got all these people that are telling you that it's not possible. And mm-hmm. for me growing up, I remember thinking I wanted wealth. I wanted 
to have all those trappings of success. I wanted to have a company. I wanted to make an impact in the world. But being an immigrant coming to this country and being treated very poorly when, when I came to this country in the 1980s, there was no path to that for me. So there was no solution for me except to do what uh, Walter Isaacson writes in his book about Steve Jobs is to create a reality distortion field where mm-hmm. what I did was I told the rest of the world, you know, F off. You know, I understand that's your opinion, but I'm going to do something different here, which leads me to a very good quote. And this is one of my favorite quotes. I actually had it in my movie, Serpent in the Sun, a documentary film that I made a, a, a long time ago about an Aztec medicine man. And it's the person who doesn't believe it can be done should not interrupt the person doing it. Yeah, I love that quote so much. Were you always able to be in that headspace? I mean, it, it's not easy necessarily when the world outside of you is, is telling you otherwise, right? And there's just like, it's coming at you left, right, and center. Were you always just like so strong in your core? Did you have moments when you sort of were like self-doubt filled or whatnot? Life is unpredictable. And anybody that's successful will also fall into all of the illusions, and I, I really believe they're illusions, that the world wants you to believe. So we all suffer from imposter's complex. I was a young kid. I was in my, in my early teens making hundreds of millions of dollars and people calling me for all kinds of stuff and me feeling like I was an imposter. I was like, oh my God, the news channel wants to talk to me. Sam Donaldson wants to talk to me. Uh, you know, all these big TV stations want to talk to me, but I'm an imposter. But the fact is, I was that teenage kid that made those hundreds of millions of dollars, and it was not by pure luck. But I didn't believe that about myself. I I fell for the imposter syndrome. I fell for all those things that they tell us the way that the world sees you. So again, being able to create that, that bubble around you where this is what I believe, and you guys believe whatever you want to believe. In my world, gravity doesn't exist, mm-hmm. was incredibly impactful in my journey. That's really powerful. Were you someone who, let's say, filled out your bubble with mentors of, I know you have perhaps virtual mentors, like so many of us do, thank God for things like this podcast where you can have access to people and you can basically follow them and have them as your teachers without even them knowing that you exist. Did you have something like that? Or did you have in-person mentors? Like how did you fill out your world, whether that was real or not? Now you're da- Now you're actually dating me right now because <laughs> I feel like a million years old because if you knew, if you knew there was no internet back when I was, I mean, it existed, but there was no virtual, there was no zoom, there was no Facebook. And there barely was email, not really. So everything had to be done face to face. And I'll tell you, my bubble was not impenetrable. I had people who were stealing from me that got into my bubble. I had people who were lying to me. I had people who were cheating me. And being a young kid who came into all this money, you come across a lot of jealousy. And if you're not a jealous person, like I was not a jealous person, I look at other people's success and I think to myself, wow, how do I emulate them? What are they doing right that I can also do? How can I be a part of their success and, or make them part of mine? 
I don't think like, look at that guy. How does he deserve that? I, you know, whatever the negativity is that people throw out. But people had those feelings about me. And they thought that they should take a piece of what I had. So that, that did happen. But I wasn't aware of it. And again, my philosophy was something I write in my book. I've got a book called Billion, How I Became King of the Thropill Cult. Billion, How I Became King of the Thropill Cult. And it was a, a, a system I called suicide margins, which is basically just make more money. It solves all of the problems, or at least it did back then. Hmm. But I think ultimately I did have mentors, and mentors were such an important thing to me but they were few and far in between. Interesting. Yeah, so you, it, it really does sound like you had a really good head on your shoulders. Do you also, do you credit that to your parent? Like where, where would you say that that comes from? Obviously we have our own internal character and I always am curious about this, like the nature versus nurture sort of conversation. Sure. But does, do, do you is it do you credit your parents to you being this way or is it all like within you so no i don't credit my parents to being this way uh if anything it would be the opposite of that mm. but we we came here as immigrants and my parents had no clue about the culture about the society things were very different where i came from we came from iran it was more built around the family structure things here were built all for personal enrichment. So it's very different, right? In Iran, you want to enrich the family, you want to build legacy. Here, it's very different. It was almost like every man for himself. Now, I did manage to get some mentors along the way. I talk about them again in my book. But the thing that I learned along the way was that one of the most important things you can do <laughs> in life, and in life, if you want to make money, you have to either have a product or a service. Otherwise, you're going to work for somebody else. So you don't want to sell your hours. You want to have a product or a service. And in order to successfully sell, you have to become a salesman. Right? Most people shy away from sales, but it is one of the key critical elements to anybody who is successful is that they know how to sell. In order to know, in order to become successful, you have to know how to sell. Not only that, you have to become a great storyteller, which brings me full circle to what we're going to talk about on the show today, yeah. which is the most powerful form of storytelling, which we have now, and which is what I'm doing now, is through what you and me are doing together right now, which is podcasting. Yeah. What, a, what an amazing thing. I wish we had this back then. A good friend of mine who basically invented the modern podcast, Ken Rutowski, I talk about him a lot. He, Ken was recording in his basement in the 90s, and I came over and I was like, Ken, what is this? He's like, it's a podcast. And I was like, what is, what is a podcast? He's like, you know, don't worry about it. It's a radio station on the internet. And I was like, that'll never take off. And lo and behold, now, with Joe Rogan, with all these new shows that are coming out, it has become the dominant form of media. Legacy media is dying, a slow and painful death. And what we have now to replace it, something far more powerful, which is what you and me are doing. It's podcasting. Why? Because it forges a direct connection between me and you. Plus, you're looking for something specific. People want content tailored to them, specific content that addresses whatever curiosities, whatever projects, whatever questions they have now in this moment and they don't want to listen to a million commercials, and they want to have it be long form and in depth. 
Like, I don't know about you, Mackenzie, but I'm really interested in ancient history. I'm interested in the Byzantine Empire, the Persian Empire. I'm interested in all these fascinating facets of history. But I'm not going to get that from a 45-minute Netflix show. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to get that on, on, on terrestrial television or radio. But through podcasting, I can absorb 450 hours and feel like I'm an expert at something like the Byzantine Empire or the Roman Empire or, or any of these things. And I'll tell you another thing. The people who are guests on this podcast, on these different podcasts, I've bought all their products, their courses, their services, and I feel like they're my buddies. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, why is that? Well, we've just spent an hour together getting to know each other. I was picking up my kids from soccer. I was listening to you on the radio. It's not just a TikTok thing where people are on social media clicking down to the next dancing girl and they're gone. They've <laughs> lost. Not the case with podcasting. Yeah, absolutely. It is so powerful. And, and I think that especially like if you think about, oh, I can't speak for you, but I know for myself and for a lot of people, like those times when you're absorbing so much content, I mean, especially podcasts, it can, can be a lonely time in your life as well. Like maybe when you're off forging your own path and you don't have that many friends who are similar or like-minded. And this is like pretty much most people I know. And hence many of them are podcast listeners because it's like, they're trying to, as I was saying to you before, like fill out that bubble, like create their world. And they don't know these people in their real lives. So be, like being able to gain access to people in such an intimate way, them in their ear, I mean, it's so magical really that we have this 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 platform that exists and it's so it's so interesting as well that you know someone who is like very much in the forefront of this whole thing blooming yeah. i like the way you said that podcasts are a beacon of light standing there for the millions of people who are looking for connection mm -hmm. if you're looking for connection if you're looking to connect to a topic you know we had maybe in my time, maybe a couple dozen radio stations. And how many of those connected to you? Very few, very few. Now, if you're interested in aliens, you're interested in construction, you're interested in music, a particular strange music scene, folk music from the 1960s, whatever it is, there are going to be thousands of podcasts tailored to you. And that becomes your community. That becomes your beacon of light when you're in those dark moments. And so now from the perspective of somebody who's a marketer, somebody who is selling a product, they brought excellence into the world. They've got an amazing thing that they're selling, an amazing product, an amazing service. How are they gonna sell it? Well, as opposed to the old form of push marketing where they're trying to shove something down someone's throat and interrupt them with 50 million commercials every two minutes, what we're gonna do is we're gonna pull people to us. And that's yeah. the power of podcasting, of pulling people to your story, to your message, making them part of your community, and then top of funnel, bringing them into your ecosystem, making them raving fans of what you do. And when that happens, then your business explodes in a very powerful way. Yeah, absolutely. And I've seen that myself as a, you know, as a consumer, like those the people who have had me purchase, I think they're only podcasters. And I'm not just saying that for the sake of this conversation. Like, I honestly think in the past, we've had Black Friday, Cyber Monday, all these these moments come and go. 
and I, I'm sure those have been the biggest sellers, whether they've been ads through shows or whether they've been, in this case, like people sitting down and like sharing their stories. And so, yeah, I just, I, it, it is so powerful. And you, as I mentioned, you're, you're the founder of Podcast Cola. So can you share a little bit about what that is to anyone listening if they haven't heard about it before? Yeah, so I've been, I'll, I'll start it with this. I've been in the physical products business for years, had several exits, uh, seven-figure exits, eight-figure exits, now we're working on a nine-figure exit, and have been very successful, very fortunate in that space. Recently, I noticed a trend, and by recently, I mean in the last five years, mm-hmm. of things moving towards podcasting like we're talking about. So we started an agency called Podcast Cola, and what we do is we get people booked on shows just like this one. So what we do is we've got a team of expert publicists. We craft a story for you, and we help you get that story told on any one of thousands of podcasts that are out there. Wow. Yeah, that's huge. That's, that's so valuable. I can, I can only imagine how that would change someone's entire career so if someone you know if someone wants to get a hold of you and learn more about podcast cola or even just more about yourself i mean we didn't even touch on as i said this is a compressed amount of time but you have just the most you have such a fascinating story as well is there like various ways that people can get a hold of you learn more about yourself and podcast cola as well if they're interested yeah, totally. So anybody that's interested in being featured guest on podcast, reach out to us at podcastpolo.com. And to learn more about me, just go to shaheenshane.com. We'll include it in the show notes below. And if you're interested in my story, story of verbal ecstasy, or any of my ventures, you can check out my book, Billion, How I Became King of the Thrill Pill Cult. Just dropped on Audible, but you can also get it on hardcover if you prefer to actually read like percent of people that are out there that are actually reading these things called books. <laughs> I imagine that I forgot about those oh, anyway that was amazing thank you so much I really appreciate your time and I look forward to sharing this with all the listeners alright so here's the thing we try to get a little bit better every day but we can't do it without you so if you like the video make sure to like and subscribe below and if you have any comments just leave them in the space under <laughs>